0: At one point in my life, which was not too long ago, uh, there was a silent fear in my heart. And what that fear was, uh, it was a fear of, if I, if I let God speak to my life, I was afraid of what he might ask me to do. That if the Holy Spirit was free to move in my life, I was afraid of, again, like what he would lead me to do. Would he want me to go out on my college campus and just announce, like shout out loud, everything about Jesus? Would he want me to go here there? But over time, the Lord began to uh, speak into that fear and wipe it away because he began to reveal to me what exactly would happen if he did act, if he was free to move. began to see people experience a profound sense of the love of God. I saw people being healed of various injuries. I saw one person, a student on campus, who was a wheelchair on a wheelchair because of these extensive severe injuries receiving a car accident. And I saw her begin to stand up and, and move, begin to run around. I saw people waving their hearing aids in the air because they no longer needed them, again receiving this healing love of God. And so the more I witnessed these supernatural events, my my perspective began to shift. And what happened was I had a desire to see the same thing happen through me. I wanted to see that God do the same things in my life uh, and those around me. And so that way the Lord was beginning to free me from the stronghold of fear. Now why do I bring this up? Because we see a a fearful mindset similarly in the parable of the talents we heard today. Where one of the three servants, those entrusted with a certain amount of wealth from their master, buried his master's talent. And in the gospel we hear his reason why. He says, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant, and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear... I went off and buried your talents in the ground. Here it is back. And so, as a result of giving in to this fear, right? Or what we hear the fear is, is that he knew what his master was expecting of him. He knew what his master might ask of him. And so, for afraid that his own abilities and talents wouldn't be enough, he buried it out of fear. And so, not only, and so he missed even doing the simplest of things, of investing the money in the bank. But as a result of his fear, right, he lost what he had from his master. And so maybe some of us, maybe we might have a silent fear as well. That if I really gave God permission to move in my life, what would he have me do? Maybe some of us are aware. Like, yeah, I know about the mission of the church, you know, to evangelize. What does that mean? Again, if I let God tell me what to do, what would he have me do? Or maybe we know and we're just relying on our own gifts and talents. Say, I don't know, seeing how the culture in the world is like right now, if what I can do would make any difference. Well, for all of us, when we're aware of the ways in which the Holy Spirit can powerfully work in our life, and we're aware of what God can do when he's free to act, the more willing we are, the more eager we are to exercise it, and the less tempted we are to bury the talents we've received. And so what are those powerful gifts, the powerful way that the Holy Spirit can move in our life? They're the charisms. And so I'm just going to briefly, oh, well, not briefly, I'm going to talk about and look into what the charisms are, these powerful ways the Holy Spirit can work in our life. And so what are the charisms? St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians says this, He writes, "Now there are variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of working, but it is the same God who inspires them all in everyone." And so here he begins by saying there are varieties of gifts. If you look in the Greek word for the word gifts, uh, the Greek says charismata, right? Plural of the word charis. And so right away we see that a charism. It is simply a gift of the Holy Spirit. And St. Paul begins to list examples of what those spiritual gifts, those charisms are. He continues writing, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given the Spirit of utterance of wisdom. And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. And so St. Paul provides a list and he ends by saying this. All these are inspired by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so in this passage... St. Paul lists a number of charisms, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecies. And it's not an exhaustive list. Elsewhere in the New Testament, and the epistles, you see uh, more examples of these spiritual gifts, these charisms. And what we also hear from St. Paul is that the Holy Spirit apportions to each one individually as he wills. Each one that St. Paul is talking about are members of the body of Christ. It's you and I. All of us who have received the Holy Spirit have received a portion, right, have received these gifts and are able to exercise these charisms. And so gathering from this, we look at the Catechism and it defines charisms in this way. Whether extraordinary or simple and humble, charisms are graces of the Holy Spirit which directly or indirectly benefit the church, ordered as they are to her building up, to the good of men, and to the needs of the world. And so here, this comes from St. Paul says that they're given for the common good. The charisms, the gifts, are given for the benefit of the church, the billionaire hub, the needs of men, and the needs of the world. Now, these charisms that we received, it's not an optional part of our Christian life. And I get that from, again, what our church says in her magisterium, and I'm quoting the catechism. Charisms are to be accepted with gratitude by the person who receives them and by all members of the church as well. They are, wonder- they are a wonderfully rich grace for the apostolic vitality and for the holiness of the entire body of Christ. And so here we hear Mother Church saying that all Christians, all of us who have received these gifts and charisms are to accept them with gratitude. And we can see the benefit of it. Because they're a wonderfully rich grace for apostolic vitality and the holiness of the entire body of Christ. If you think of it, what's the reason why in the early church, in the Acts of the Apostles, the gospel, faith in Jesus, was spread so efficaciously, and the kingdom of God and Christianity was spreading all over the world? It's because they were operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. They were operating in these charisms, letting God work through them in these ways. Now, these charisms, they're also more than just natural talents and abilities, though certainly they can build off of them. Quoting Dr. Ralph Martin, he writes, We are grateful for all our preachers and teachers. And so one of the simple charisms, right, is preaching and teaching. So he writes, We are grateful for all our preachers and teachers, but some seem to have a special gift that is not only the fruit of human eloquence or diligent study, but brings with it a sense of God's presence and has a particular ability to help us recognize that the Lord is present and speaking to us in the preaching or teaching. So I think a good example of this is our own pastor, Father Matthias. As he preaches, uh, many of us can experience a conviction of the word of God, a movement, a response to faith, or to change our life in action to him, to the Lord good example of teaching is Dr. Mary Healy. Maybe some of us here have listened to her talk on YouTube or in public. I've uh, had the privilege of having her for a class in seminary. And whenever she taught, right, there was a profound, a palpable sense of the presence of God. And I remember, I mean, I had a three-hour class with her. I was writing notes constantly, right? My hand was cramping at the end. Um, But I just remember just whenever she taught about the Word, broke open the Scriptures there, I felt a greater desire, right, to know who Jesus was in the Bible, a greater desire for union with him and knowledge of scripture. So there are other charisms, right, uh, such as administration, service, and encouragement, and they're more than just natural talents and abilities, but they're channels of God's powerful grace, and through them, we see a benefit of the kingdom of God, of the church needs of men and the world. Now imagine... If the church knew what her charisms were, each member of the body of Christ, and were willing with eager excitement to exercise the, the charisms, what kind of church would we see? What influence, what effect would we see in the world? Right? Uh, let me share something from my own life. Uh, usually, as some of us may know, after the 1130 Mass, we have baptisms and uh people don't have to necessarily be parishioners right that come to baptisms they have extended friends and family i remember one person i didn't recognize uh i felt the lord prompt me to go greet her so i went up to her i talked to her and then after introducing myself i asked her if it's okay if i pray with her she said okay and So we begin to pray and here we being to exercise is called the charism the gift of prophecy that saint paul lists which is listening to God's voice for others. And so I began to pray, and in my heart I say, God, what is a word of encouragement, a word of, of love, a word of consolation that you want to speak to your daughter right now? And so as I began to receive it, began to pray with it, I shared the words with her. And after I shared the words I received, I asked her, did any of the words connect with you? Right? Did any of them ring true to you? And she looked at me, and you can see that she was moved, right? And she said, Father, before I came in here, uh, I felt my heart was closed off to God. And now I feel like my heart's wide open to God again. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to see God move and open more hearts to him. Right? And if all of us begin to understand the ways that God can work in us, the less tempted we are to bury our talents. Because when we see God, what God can do... Right? We're going to want to see him do it more. Because when God acts, mountains move. And so if you want to see God move mountains in people's hearts and lives, we're to be open to the charisms, open to the Holy Spirit, allowing him to operate in our life, where he can continue to move hearts and open them up to him. And so if you want to discover right, these ways that God can work in you, discover right, these charisms the Holy Spirit has apportioned to you, there are a couple of ways. One, you can look at a program many of you have probably heard before called Called and Gifted. It's a workshop by St. Catherine of Siena Institute. You can look on their website. They have programs, workshops where you can begin to discern the ways that God has gifted you and learn more about the charisms. There's also another program right, that helps you understand um, how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit and let the Spirit work freely in your life. And so we have Encounter Ministries, which has their main campus here at the church. And it offers a school of ministry uh, and teaches us how to partner with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit, to be a source of renewal in the church and the world. Also, it begins by receiving and experience that profound sense of God's love for you. And so next Saturday at the parish on November 25th, we have a night of outpouring uh, of the holy spirit here at the parish and so you can see the website and the bulletin for more details about that receiving the powerful love of god so i just want to end with a quote of probably saint pope john paul ii and i'd like you just to hear these words being spoken to you today i would like to cry out to all of you gathered here in saint peter's square and to all christians Open yourselves docilely to the gifts of the Spirit. Accept gratefully and obediently the charisms which the Spirit never ceases to bestow on us. May we be open and gratefully accept these powerful gifts of the Spirit.